Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, host of the Ken Coleman Show, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose, career and jobs and work expert, is my co-host today. So if you want to talk about those subjects, he's here for you. And anything else, the phone number is 888-825-5225. We'll talk about you right in front of you. Jordan is in Salt Lake City. Hey, Jordan, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. What's up? Well, I've been talking with my wife about something for a while. We have an opportunity to go and house it for her family down in uh, another city. And we also have our condo almost paid off. So we're in between decisions of deciding to sell it and really roll that to a new home or to rent it out. And again, almost paid off. So we collect rents on that and be able to use that to pay for a home as well. So kind of in uh, crossroads there and figure to get your opinion on it. Okay. So you're moving to a better house. The only question is whether you're going to stop in between along the way and house sit for a little bit. Right. Well, we are going to house it, um, but the question is... Oh, so the only question is whether to keep the condo or not. Yeah, keep the condo or rent it out and really take the rents without a a payment on it. Yeah. So how much do you owe on it? Uh, Right now we owe about $38,000 left. Oh, good. Good for you. When will it be paid off? Uh, we'll pay it off within the next few months or so. Okay, good. Good. And what's your household income? About a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. And uh, what will the property cost that you're going to buy probably later? Well, that's definitely. We're probably looking in the range of between three hundred and four hundred thousand for the next home. Okay. And you don't have that, and you won't be getting that anytime soon. Making a hundred. Right. Right? That's correct. Okay. All right. So the net result of keeping the condo is you're going to borrow more on the new property. So it's as if you're borrowing on your new property to buy a rental condo. You follow? Uh, Yeah. You follow that logic? Yeah. So given that logic, that says we're selling the condo. Okay. Because if you had a a house, let's say you had a $300,000 house and you owed 100 on it, and uh, you called me up and said, I want to borrow uh, 90000 bucks to buy a rental condo against my personal residence. I would laugh at you, right? Wouldn't I? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in, in essence, that's the net effect of this discussion if you keep the condo. So uh, you didn't mean for it to be that way, but it, you just said, I'm, I'm reverse engineering on you to make you see the logic of where I'm going. So I love the idea of rental property. I love rental estate, but I'm not uh, going to keep a, uh, a condo and, um, and as a result, borrow more on my next property. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and what people need to think of when you lay this out is what is advancing me further down the road towards my financial goals and selling this condo does that they get to upgrade massive down payment less of a hassle it's just a win all the way across the board yeah and you get the next house paid for real that's fast that's exactly right nick is in chattanooga hi nick welcome to the ramsey show hey how's it going better than i deserve what's up so uh my prayer has been answered i uh i got a promotion at work and uh 
I'll be doing a uh, an apprenticeship of sorts. And ultimately, you know, five, seven years from now, I want to have my own business, but start out as like a side hustle. And uh, I want to know what steps would you take knowing that's my end goal? What would I do from now until then? What would be your advice on that? So what business are you in now? What, what's the apprenticeship in? It would be uh, electrical work, like a lineman. Okay. And is the goal to start your own company in that same space? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So how can you do that on the side? Is there any kind of uh, – well, that – it comes down to this. How do you do that on the side without burning yourself out and then making sure that you aren't in any way poaching clients from your from your current employer? That's the key. And so as long as there's not a conflict of interest, you're doing a really good job where you are. That apprenticeship is preparing you. They're paying you, essentially, uh, to eventually go out and do your own thing. And that's what's beautiful about the trade. So this is all about balance and then ethics is the short answer. Is that what you're asking? Uh, pretty much, because a lot of it is just, uh, you know, know, knowing what you're doing and how to do it and just having time, you know, doing the job because, there's, there's such a shortage of right. people do any kind of labor of that kind. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I know some people that have done that and they, they're like, look, you know, I work for somebody. It was awesome. But whenever I work for myself, it just opened a lot more doors, sure. but obviously doing it in a smart way, not saying, oh, okay, I, I can get a loan for this. And oh, absolutely out, not. Oh, absolutely oh, not. Like COVID happens. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh Oh, right. So uh, I, I can't make the payment, so that's right. the way I want to go about it. Well, that's the way you should go about it. So let me speak to the financial piece then. So you need to be patient financially and professionally here. You get in, you learn it, you get really good at it, you become very dependable, and now all of a sudden you know, I've got everything I need, skill and experience, to do this on my own, and I keep socking away money. I'm not going to go into debt. I'm going to work my way into the side hustle becoming a full-time gig. Now, the advice I give for people that are in trade specifically to move from from full-time job, side hustle, to working for themselves is, once you do the side hustle the right way, you're not poaching clients. You get out there, and I'd like to see you have six months minimum of your salary in the side hustle bank account. Minimum six months is what I would prefer. Six to 12, more towards the 12, would make me a little bit more uh, secure in stepping out on my own. So I've got a pipeline uh, of clients that I believe I can build on, and I've got six to 12 months of salary yeah, in make, the bank. Make sure if you're going to jump in the boat that you get the boat close enough to the dock before you jump. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, yeah. What, that's what he's saying, yeah. okay? Because sometimes people go, yeah. I think this is going to work. Ah! Yeah. You know, and all it gets wet, you yeah. know? So, no, you, you got to get, get the income up on the side to where when you make the move over, you don't even feel it. Um, make sure you're not doing anything unethical and stealing your boss's clients for to build your new business. Mm -hmm. That would be wrong. Um, and, and then the last piece is this that I'll throw on top of this, Nick. One piece of you going in business for yourself is learning the trade. But running your business is not doing electrical wiring. Mm -hmm. Running a business is a different skill set. And so you've got to learn some things about running a business in addition to learning the trade. Um, so a lot of people, you know, good heat and air technician goes and open a business, but doesn't know beans about running a business and fabulous heat and air technician. But th then they go out of business because they don't know it. They don't know how to do the marketing. They don't take care of the accounting and the taxes. They don't know how to hire and fire. Uh, they sign up for stuff they shouldn't sign up for. They overbuy on their tools. 
uh, and all these kinds of things. So you've got to start looking at this also as you make this transition as a business person, not simply a tradesman. So uh, the tradesman's awesome, but that's when you're working for somebody else. When you start working for yourself, now you own your gig and you got to be able to run it. That's the deal. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Oramar is with us in Canada. Hey, Oramar, how are you? Good, how are you? <laughs> Better than I deserve. How can we help? Uh, well, um, I'm actually ecstatic to be on this phone call. I can't believe I'm talking to you guys, but um, I'm calling from New Brunswick, Canada. Uh, I actually moved with my family and my two babies, three and four, from Toronto Escaping pretty much what was happening over there. Uh, a normal run down home was $2 million. We didn't want to get into a mortgage like that. And because we had the freedom of uh, remote jobs, we decided, well, let's move. Uh, we wanted a more conservative place as well. So it's been amazing living here. But we purchased a house, $400,000 last year. Uh, it has been a year and a half. Around, and I feel like I'm on baby steps number zero <laughs> we are reading the book and we're doing everything we can but we had very bad advice with our mortgage we went on a variable rate last year and i just i feel hopeless i don't know how to even get through this so we've done what we can and we got the book from the church um total money makeover we've been reading it but with two little ones it's been tough and i just i don't know how to deal and cope with, I guess, paying the mortgage when we initially budgeted for $1,600 and we ended up at a fixed rate of actually, we fixed the rate last week and we ended up at 3200 So you have a $3,200 mortgage and what is your income? Uh, so my husband makes $85,000 a year and I recently started out I work uh, with the same company actually, and I'm making thirty-three ninety. Uh, I'm not on payroll, but I am. I've been with them for ten months, and they are willing to put me on payroll. It's just it hasn't come to that yet. Is thirty-three ninety uh, an now? hour or thirty-three thousand nine hundred um, a year? No, thirty. So three thousand three hundred ninety monthly, plus. Um, $85,000 a year that my husband earns, which is, I believe it's 4900 a month. 
Mm-hmm. So we're roughly around eight thousand to almost nine thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you're about eighty five hundred a month take home pay, and you have a three thousand two hundred dollar mortgage, which leaves five thousand mm-hmm. dollars to pay the rest of your bills. Why can you not do that? I know, right? I, I, I we feel the same, but unfortunately, since we got our home last year, we had a, I don't know why we came up with the bright idea that we wanted to finish the basement that we had in this house because we wanted to rent it out. We said, well, maybe let's do like a side uh, income and have um, someone be downstairs. And so is it finished or not? It is. Okay, somebody but living down there? We didn't finish it. Yeah, finally. Okay, uh, and how much are they paying you? Of being $1,200. Okay, and so that's another 1200 on the 8500 Now, exactly. what what other bills have you got other than the $3,200? What other debt payments have you got? Uh, insurance, I believe, is 240 No, I'm that's talking about debt. Debt. Oh, debt. It's um, 32000 on a home credit line. How much is the payment paid. on that? Uh, a lot. It's like $900. Eleven hundred more, maybe because we really got behind. Yeah. Okay, eleven hundred. All right, so that's forty two, forty three hundred. Okay, and what else? Yeah, uh, twenty thousand on a credit card, which mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it even came to that. Okay, so Omar, stop. Here's what's going card. on. Okay, your brain is scrambled eggs on this money mm-hmm. stuff because it's you're mm-hmm. all over the place just to talk to you, and that's where all your stress is coming from. Okay, mm-hmm. so the numbers you've given me. Because you haven't thrown me any numbers here that don't work. You've got $9,700 a month coming into this house, counting the $1,200 rent. Okay? The only numbers you've given me are $3,200 and $1,100 going out. So when you just start, no, right, just so get, not, just, no, 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 my turn. Just at the top of the page, write $9,700 and then write minus $3,200, minus $1,100, minus a little for insurance, minus some electricity and food and then i then you're gonna go hey where's all my dadgum money going because that's where i'm going right now i can't figure out why you're stressed out about this you should have plenty of money so what that tells me is is you guys are very disorganized you're very chaotic it's chaotic talking to you i'm not being mean to you but that's the that's what's happening it's the stress is in the air i can feel it and and honey you got to get this you guys got to get if you'll if when you push this down onto paper and transfer this financial stress into actual arithmetic, the stress will start to dissipate because you you are not out of control here uh, unless you've left out entire segments in this conversation, which is possible. Mm-hmm. But uh, you've got there's something about writing it down that makes it come alive and makes it get under control. So, Ormar, it's kind of like, remember that time back in high school, Ken, when you have a problem, or you might do it as an adult, and you sit down and with your friend who's going to help you with the problem, and you tell them the whole problem, and by the time you actually put it into cogent words, you know the answer, and it's not a problem anymore. They're, your friend doesn't have to say anything. They just got to look at you like you're an idiot, right? And so, um, or worse than that, you write it down. If you write yourself a report on what's going on, by the time your brain goes from jumble to verbal, 
and then one more step from verbal to written, you have processed this information very thoroughly, and the answer oftentimes will appear right in front of you. You're on the other end of that spectrum right now, Orimar, so you guys need a budget. That's what you need. And your your time is not being managed well. Your kids are overrunning you. Things are, I bet your house is a mess. And so, you know, the chaos, it's in the air. And when you get things orderly and straightened up, the calendar straight, the budget is straight, you're going to get on top of this and you're going to be able to run it's so fast because you're really doing better than it feels like you're doing to you. Your numbers are not nearly as bad as your emotions are telling you they are. Yeah, what I heard is someone who's being reactive instead of proactive. Yeah. And the power in writing it down and creating this budget, Omar, what Dave's telling you is right. When you look at just that exercise where he said, all right, let's start with what's coming in. You guys have got to write down what's going out. And when you begin to get intentional, proactive versus reactive, you guys are letting every day come at you. And I don't think you have a plan at all. And your it's emotions just are managing this. Your yeah. emotions are managed, not your logic. That's right. So get your critical thinking skills up on top of it. Yeah. Open up an every dollar app, get that thing going. Um, you've got a you've got a total money makeover book. You and your husband sit down, turn the TV off, put the kids to bed, tell them to stay in bed. Yeah. And we're going to sit here and we're going to read this book and we're going to freaking do these steps exactly we're gonna get these forms out of the back of the book even i don't care if you do it longhand with a yellow pad but when you get organized you will feel more in control and the reason you feel that way is because you are more in control yeah and it changes everything folks when you jump on your every dollar app and do your budget for the first time and you say this is how much is coming in and here's where i know it's going and then there's this big pile of money left over you're going to go, what am I doing? I'm spending like I'm in Congress. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? You're going to have that moment where you feel like you got a raise. It's true. Every dollar allows you to see where you are, and then you can start making changes. But the problem is when you don't know where you are, and what we felt in her was this, I just don't know where any of it's going, and I don't know, and I don't know. And here's what we know about just human psychology. when The scariest thing is the unknown. And so every dollar allows me to actually for the first time go, oh, that's where I'm spending money. Bad news is not nearly as scary as unknown. That is so true. The human brain reacts more aggressively and positively towards bad news than it does the unknown you might have cancer it's going to be three weeks before you tell you that's three weeks of hell yeah and then they say you got stage three bring on the chemo you're like at least i know what it is the devil i know let's fight it here we go game on but the unknown will drive you bananas this is the ramsey show Thanks for joining us, America. We're glad you are with us. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. The question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. With 19 service brands nationwide, you can help find reliable help from great locally owned businesses like AirServe, Mr. Appliance, Dryer Vent Wizard. Visit Neighborly.com today for help with just about anything for your home. Today's Today's question comes from Brittany in New Jersey. I currently have 100% job satisfaction. I love... Brittany, I don't have that. I know. And she puts love in all caps, by the way. I love my job. However, I'm consistently being pushed to take promotions that I do not want. While flattering, I'm running out of ways to say no politely. 
Is it wrong to stay at the same level in my career? How do I say no to a promotion? All right, I love this question, Dave, because I do think this is a leadership flaw. And it's pretty common in America that when someone does a great job, we certainly want to reward them. And beyond pay, we end up pushing them into positions many times that they're not well suited for. So, Brittany, my answer is um, it's not wrong to want to stay in the same seat on the bus that you really love. I think that's honorable. Uh, And so the second question is, how do I say no? Um, I don't think you say no. I think you say thank you. I'm flattered. I'm honored. I like being here. I want to be on this bus, but I really love the seat that I'm on. Here's why I love that seat. And because of that, I don't want to step into this promotion. It's not because I'm not willing to try. It's not because of this and this. I just feel like this is my niche and I want to fill it. And I'm grateful for the opportunity, but this is what I want to do. And I think that that's shocking for a lot of leaders to hear, but I think you have to say it. Yeah, leaders uh, assume that everyone wants to move up and make more money. But I'll tell you where we mess this up in leadership a lot is in the technical field. Uh, not so everyone that likes designing and writing code wants to lead people. That's right. As a matter of fact, most of them don't want to lead people. Uh, not everyone that in our creatives among our video team and our, uh, our, our you know, the, the producing uh, the graphics and, and the other work in this place, a lot of those prefer doing the creative work and if they take a if they take a promotion into leadership they often miss doing the work that they love and so creatives and tech are the ones i've seen it the most with the first time i ever experienced this in leadership and it's a little bit baffling for a young leader (laughs) or an immature leader was the very first guy i ever hired russ carroll oh yeah russ came to us he was a former pastor and he was doing uh counseling financial counseling one-on-one and he loved sitting down and pastoring and counseling loving people that were hurting, helping them, you know, not lose their home, get their budget organized. He's kind, compassionate guy. And, um, you know, our company's blowing and going and growing. And, uh, he was the very first guy I ever hired. And, you know, all of a sudden there's 10, 15 of us. And we're like, okay, we've got this department, Russ, that is the counseling department and the, uh, live events department. Uh, and do you want to come and take a promotion and run that? And he said, wait a minute, let me get this straight. I would not be doing counseling anymore. I said, right. He said, and I would be doing budgets. Yeah. And I'd be hiring and firing people and I'd have to deal with their problems. The, the people, the employees problems. I said, yeah. And he goes, that would be leukemia to my spirit. Such a good line too. There. Wow. And yeah. he just, but he was self-aware enough and mature yes. enough mm-hmm. to say, no, I get great joy from coaching and counseling. And he counseled with us. He worked for us 20 years. That's right. That's right. And that's what he did the whole time. Yeah. He did some speaking yep. outside of here. And uh, in terms of we would send him to, to church to speak for us and something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, and he did coaching and counseling. Never once ran a department. Yeah. And, you know, many, many, many people came and went running departments for more money. Yeah. But he was very comfortable what he's doing. And it, it's sometimes baffling for someone in leadership. Well, but uh, I, I've, Russ is one of my best friends to this day. I yeah. love the guy and uh, still honor him as our first team member at Ramsey. And he taught me that lesson. Yeah. You know, it feels nonsensical, folks, because you're turning down an opportunity to grow. And we're people of progress. However, Dave mentioned the key word there. It's maturity. Maturity to go, you know what? I know who I am. I know what I want. And I know why. And And you can say, hey, I'm honored. And I hope leaders would say, you know what? I appreciate that. We'll give you a bump in pay. Because we want to reward you, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to keep you there, and we're going to honor that. Yeah. And I think that that is a healthy response to someone saying that. But you're right, Dave. Most leaders got to a leadership position much the same way. They yeah. were they were like, I got to say yes. I'm an idiot if I don't. Yeah. Yeah. How do I turn this down? Just by saying no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Langdon is in Paducah, Kentucky. Hey, Langdon, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave and Ken. How are you all? Better than we deserve, sir. What's up? All right, so I'm just going to lay the foundation here before my question. Uh, my wife and I, we each invest in our employer's 401ks up to the uh, match percentage. And what we put in goes into the Roth option. Good. Now, we also we also each have Roth IRAs on our own. Good. So this morning we're having our budgeting uh, meeting and – we were discussing, okay, here's the percentage we're going to start putting into our Roth. My wife, being uh, smarter than me, brings up the thought, hey, why don't we just load up our work retirement on account of it's already a Roth option instead of putting it into our separate Roth? What's the pros or cons or benefits to that? And I said, I'm going to get an answer for you today, and that's why I'm <laughs> calling you guys. Okay. Uh, there's no difference if the mutual funds are the same. If your work mutual yes, sir, funds sir. perform as good as your personal Roth mutual funds, there's no difference. The only difference is you got a little bit more accessibility and control to personal accounts than you do to business accounts uh, through your HR department or whatever, right? But it's uh, yes. th- these days with your web access and other things, with most 401ks, it's just fine. And as long as you're getting a good uh, performing set of mutual funds at work, there's no difference at all. Um what we would tell you to do is if you're out of debt, everything but the house, and you have your emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, would be to take your total household income times 15%, 0.15. Yes, sir. And then I want that much money going in some kind of a Roth. Yeah. With with a match first, and after that, either one of these accounts is just fine. I wouldn't put more than 15% in unless your home is paid off which is baby step yes, six, is your home paid off? It is not paid off. We refinanced to a 15 a couple of years ago, and I think we're on track for about six to seven years on that. Good for you. And uh, what's your yes, household sir. income? Household income is right around 100000 I believe. Okay, so 15000 bucks. Yes, sir. Total. Yes, sir. And I guess this, in theory, the work, uh, our work employer, we can load that thing up to, what is it, 19000 to $20,000? No, that's not, I'm so telling that, you, don't do that. That's exactly the point. 15000 total between these four accounts, and everything above that, yes, though, sir. at your house. Yes, sir. Okay. So first awesome. take first Thank take the match, and then do either one of the other Roths. There's not a wrong answer, unless your work has only bad mutual fund options, and then you would move towards your individual Roth to avoid those bad options. Even if it's got bad options, up to the match. But if the options are, are weak, then you would go towards the personal otherwise. Those baby steps work every time. Every time. A lot of proof. A lot of years. Yeah, it's been happening a long time. Open phones here at 888 Now, let me tell you the story. I don't know how old he is, but if you put $15,000 away and seven years later your home is paid off, uh, in somewhere around the time that your home is paid off, you're probably a millionaire. That would be normal. That would be the normal set of mathematics. And so th- th- this just tells you how, quote, unquote, easy it is to become a millionaire in America. 
very, very important to focus and be intentional, which is not easy in a world full of ADD. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for being with us. Valerie is with us in Boston. Hey, Valerie, how are you? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's um, up? So I became a widow last year in August. I have two children, um, ages 15 and 16. Two days ago, I lost my job. Oh, my. Um, and so I had been with the company for 21 years. Um, I've been going to school full time while trying to resolve my husband's estate um, and also really becoming a single parent. So my question is, being that I just lost my job, um, my job basically was the additional income that was allowing me to cash flow school. Um, We do get my husband's social security. And so I'm kind of on the fence as to what to do now. Um, I really wanted to finish pursuing school to open up um, my income potential. And I'm just concerned, do I go out and try and find another job right away? to continue to cash flow school? Do I just put 100% effort into school, possibly take out a small student loan to get through? I'm just not sure where to go from here. How um, much How much school do you have left, and what are you attempting to get? What degree, and where will that take you? Um, I'm going to school for um, pharmacy. I'm looking to get a PharmD, because I've been in the industry for 21 years. Okay. Um, and so it's 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 going to allow me to go into biomedical engineering to work in the lab developing the medications. Great. Um, I, I still have a good four or four and a half years of school left. Um, and, I, and I've been doing the cheaper route. I've been doing community college, online classes, so that I can try and manage, you know, the household all by myself. Um, what what were you doing that you got else. laid off from? Pharmacy technician. And what were you being paid? Um, just over 27 an hour. Okay. And uh, why were they laying people off? They weren't laying people off. Um, It's actually a payroll dispute, which I'm I'm appealing my termination with the company. Um, They're saying that I fraudulently got paid out vacation time. Um, My supervisor paid vacation time that I did not request. And um, I have documentation of that. So I am appealing the termination, Um, you know, so that but that's it's a hot mess. (laughs) It's a very, very large company, um, but I am appealing the termination because after 21 years, I, I have an exemplary record. It's it's kind of ridiculous that with the first offense, they went right to termination. Oh, and they didn't even investigate. Stupid corporate America. Okay. Right. Um, exactly. Wow. Uh, okay. What's so, the market like for farm techs right now? I'm taking a stab that that's... Uh, it shouldn't be hard to get another It shouldn't be one. hard for you to replace that income, Correct. Well, it wouldn't be hard for me to replace the income. The difficult part is scheduling because I am all by myself. It was um, all. It was that way before, it. though. Yeah. True, but the position that I just had, my direct supervisor was extremely flexible um, and very understanding with scheduling. If I needed to fluctuate, for instance, now it's the summertime, scheduling is a little bit different versus during the school year. Um, once my son. Yeah, but that's not to say you can't find that again. Anymore. They may be. They may be motivated enough for a hire that they will work with you on flexibility. So um, I think you need the income. 
and I think you're scared okay. to go look mm-hmm. for another place because this, uh, in the middle of all the pain and tragedy you've already been through, this is one more kick to the gut. Yeah, it it definitely is one more kick to the gut yeah. for sure, yeah. and um, and it, it just kind of takes some is- of your confidence away. Yeah, for sure. And you've been with them 21 years. Don't, and I'm I'm trying to make you feel good about this. There's nothing wrong with you, but you've been in one place 21 years. That's a massive change. And so your brain has got to get to a place where you go, wait a second, I can be just as valuable somewhere else. And so this represents change. It might be really neat if you ended up making 37 an hour. Yeah. And this whole thing ends up being what's called a blessing. Right. But, well, and, and here's my concern too is, we get the social security from my husband. And of course you can't make more than $21,000 a year. I'm not, I want you, I want you to go make $210,000 a year and not care about that. All right. Okay. Don't let the government okay. dumb down your life. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that, no, you can make enough more to offset anything they cut. And there was, was mm-hmm. there was no other estate when he passed other than that. Um, there uh, we have, I have 374000 in a traditional IRA that I got from the estate. Um, there's no debt at all. We owe 116000 on the house. There are, well, I apologize. There's one debt for solar panels that he had put on the house that I only owe $29,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working on getting that paid off. But outside of that, there's zero debt anywhere else. Cars are paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is paid off. So I just have pretty much just those two payments and then normal living expenses. This is not a math problem, Valerie. This is, um, you, you've been, uh, you, you've had the roughest two years of your life, including okay. an unreasonable, uh, bad, poor, weak leadership mm-hmm. at a company you worked for that fired you for no reason and the right. loss of your husband. And these are things that just steal some of your confidence. But if you, if you just yep. kind of, if you pretend for a second that you're like uh, 19 years old and the whole world's in front of you and everything, and the sun is shining and you just run out there and grab you something with a big smile on your face, you're probably going to get a raise. Okay. And you're probably okay. going to so find think- something with more flexibility than those twerps you were working for. Okay. So I shouldn't stress about losing the social security at all? Not if you make more than the social security. Okay. And you will probably. Okay. I mean, just, let's go find out what's out there. Yeah. Instead of sitting in the corner. Okay. But it's it's but you it, it's a normal human reaction to uh to 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 not feel super confident in your mm-hmm. situation. That's right. Right. But we're talking to a lady okay. who's super competent. Yeah. And so we mm-hmm. see work work more confident for you than your last 2 years of your life have led you to feel. Right, that's for sure. Valerie, how okay. much do you want to be in that lab four years from now? How much do you want to be in that lab doing that kind of work? I would I would love to be there, especially after um, my husband passed away from a very rare cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you the, got the limitation on treatment options was huge, so I it just kind of motivated me even more to want See, to be there. Valerie, there, okay, now listen, that's what you got to hold on to. Yeah. When your mm-hmm. future, when the excitement for your future is greater than the fear of of the unknown and greater than the hurt of the past, that's when you are unstoppable. And you have to keep that future in mind. Four years goes by quick. You know that. You're a mama bear. 
Those kids were yeah. 10 and 12 and 11. You know, and so four years, no debt. Do not opt for the student loan. You don't right. need it. You got this far. Please don't take the student okay. loan. Bet Get on back Valerie. Out there. Okay. That's right. Yeah, bet on Valerie. She's a good bet. Yeah. That's where I'm placing my bet. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not on corporate America. This is the kind of stuff that makes me want to spit nails where you've got the the uh, her boss who gave her flexibility, who gives tur- her vacation time, whether fraudulently or accidentally, and they take it out on her. She has an exemplary record. It's not like there's a pattern of her doing this, and she can't give herself vacation time. Can't happen that way. Now, this is where HR gets a bad name because yeah. there's idiots in there. Right. Bunch of paper know. pushers instead of, wait a second, let's look at who this person is. Yeah. 21 oh, and, years. And by the way, here, this will get you in. God will love you if you mess with widows. There's that too. Let's just go ahead and do that. Let's just mess with widows and orphans and see how you, this turns out for you. Yeah. Good Lord. 21 years People she's been with so them. stupid. <laughs> They're just stupid. And then they want, you know, I don't know. How do you build employee loyalty? You don't pee on the ones that you have. <laughs> Hello, try that. There's a good starting spot. <laughs> Why is this hard? Yeah. Goodness gracious. We can't attract good talents because you piss on the ones you have. Yeah. It's just, golly, yeah. just dumber than a rock, man. <laughs> and here's the, if she wins the appeal, she's not going to want to go back there. Because of how they treated her on the front end. The only reason I want to appeal is get a dad gum check out. That's of them. what I want—a nice fat check. Yeah, man. for un un, you know, for. Yeah, wow. Hey, uh, good riddance. Go make thirty-seven an hour. Yeah, I'm betting on Valerie. She's the horse going to win. This is the Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.